Today on the podcast, we'll be talking about the topic of sextortion. This may be something new to you. It is to me. We'll also be hearing from a mom who says her 16-year-old daughter is making her blood boil and other questions and comments from listeners. Here we go. Hello, my friend. Welcome back to Life Coach BFF show. I am your host, Heather Petty. I'm so happy you're here. You can't even imagine how much I love spending this time with you. And if I haven't told you lately, it's kind of like Rod Stewart's song. Do you remember that song? If Have I told you lately that I love you? Well, I love you and I'm so grateful for you. I want to thank you for taking this journey with me. And it would mean so much to me if you would take a second before we get started to drop a review on Apple Podcast or wherever you're listening. You cannot even imagine how much impact your review makes as far as making this podcast available to other women who could possibly benefit to the information we share here. So please, please, please leave a review. You don't have to type a whole paragraph. (laughs) One sentence is fine. You can just say, I like this podcast. (laughs) I don't know. It might be better if you say a little bit more than that, if you're going to type out something, but you can just hit the stars and five is best. And I am so appreciative of you. So again, thank you. And if you are not following the show, take a second, go up to the top right hand corner of your screen, tap on the plus sign, and you will never miss another episode. Again, we want you here. I want you with us. And this is a community of women who love and support each other. And we are growing together, being educated together, laughing together. And sometimes there are a few tears. (laughs) I try not to cry. I don't want to cry on a podcast, but I have. I mean, we have laughed because when BFF Susan was podcasting, she, (laughs) we had this one episode and I wish I could think of what number episode that was, but it was with Amy Howard. And she said, that's when I learned that you will cry on a podcast. And I don't want to cry on a podcast. This is just a fun time. It's a happy time. And so if I do, you know that I am deeply touched and I am an emotional person. I really am. I just, I don't know. Okay. So here we go. I want to talk about sextortion. And this is something so incredibly new to me and so disturbing. I can't even tell you how disturbing this is. It has been all over the news, but it really hit me about a week ago when a friend of mine in Starkville, Mississippi had a neighbor a neighbor's son, 16-year-old Walker, who committed suicide after being sextorted. I guess that's a word, sextorted. But what these criminals do is they contact our children online. And please talk to your teens about this. Talk talk to your, any, especially males. I feel like, I mean, I've seen where some females have been affected by this, but I think that it's predominantly males, but educate everyone. I think a someone of any age could be tricked into this. It could happen to anyone. It really could. And, or any family, I should say. And what these criminals do is they're contacting our children. In Walker's case, 
he was contacted by a young female, extremely attractive on Instagram who said, and I may have some of the details wrong. This is what I've listened to. His father has been on Fox news. There's a YouTube video out right now. I will put a link to the YouTube video in the show notes because it it's a, again, another must watch, must listen to. But what happened was a young female contacted Walker on Instagram. Beautiful. She let him know that they had a mutual friend. So it's just a name that they found in his followers. And, and one thing led to another. And she basically said, you want to fool around, which is so bizarre to me that there are sex, sexual acts taking place over the internet, but I guess everything else is happening too. So why am I surprised about this? Well, she talked him into going into something that would be like a private FaceTime. I'm not sure. I'm going to learn how this works. I want to know more about this, this, these private chats on Instagram. I've never done anything like this as far as a private chat with anyone. It sounds like it's, you know, FaceTime, Zoom, something of that sort. So she talked him into going into this chat video. It's a video chat, by the way. There was clothing that was removed on both sides. And if you can imagine just the most embarrassing thing that could ever be videoed of a male that's what happened. Or I guess a female too, but that's what happened. She took her clothes off. He took his clothes off. The way I've explained this to my 13 year old is, you know, then at some point she probably told him to touch his private parts, but you know, one thing led to another and then surprise, they let him know that this is all on video. And they are going to send it out to all of his friends and family if he does not pay them a thousand dollars. Now, this poor child, I mean, I just, this is one of the most heartbreaking things I've heard in a while. He was humiliated and just the thought, I'm sure, of all of his friends and family he, seeing this was, I mean, and just the judgment that would take place was more than, than he could stand. And he told, he told whoever it was, I'm going to kill myself. And they said, go ahead. You are already dead. And he committed suicide. He took his life. And I mean, as you can imagine, his family, friends, community, I mean, they're, they're all heartbroken. Just, I mean, I think the world is heartbroken who hears this story. And there's so many others like this. So I went on YouTube. I watched a recent video of his father speaking to a group and when that ended, then all these other videos popped up on YouTube and all these stories. I mean, females, males, crying families. It, it is just, I had no idea this was going on. And so the FBI, they took Walker's phone and they traced it back to, it was either Nigeria or the Philippines. I'm not sure which, but and that's what several of the stories are being traced to another country and then dead end. And they can't f figure out who's doing this. So talk to your kids and, and tell them do kids are, I'll tell you kids, what they do is they push these kids into a corner 
which forces them to feel like taking their life is the only chance. So as parents, we have to focus on not just because a lot of times we, you know, we tell our kids, don't do this. Don't, 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 don't. But what if they do? What if they do? I mean, a lot of these kids could easily be enticed by this beautiful young girl who, by the way, is telling them she's going to take her clothes off. And that's all a 13, 14, 15, 16, I don't know, maybe a 70 year old man. That's all they want to see. They do. I mean, let's be honest with each other. That's the truth. So we, we need to start telling them what to do if this happens, not just don't, don't, don't. Let's talk about, you know, but if you get tricked into something like this, know that we can always fix this. Tell them that. I love you no matter what. I know I love you no matter what you say, no matter what you do, any situation that you get in, we can fix it. Come to me. You can trust me. I'm your safe place. Don't, don't hide this. So that's what I've told my own children. I'm advising you to do the same. And if you put your kids yourself in a kid's shoes, I mean, can you imagine how embarrassing this would be? The thought of this. So back to Walker. So they immediately started making him think that they had sent clips, not the whole video, not the most embarrassing part, but, uh, but clips of the video to his mother. Then they showed him where they had sent it to his friends. Well, they really had not done this. So explain that to your kids too. You know, they'll, they will make you think that they have sent it out to all these people, but probably have not. They're just trying to get money from you. So we can always fix this. The most common tactics used according to NBC investigations is role playing. They engage in sexual conversations and they try to find some something in common with your child or your teen. They start grooming them with compliments. You're so beautiful. You're so hot. You're so, I don't know, whatever they say, they, they do, they compliment your child. They start liking their post, which, you know, to a lot of teens is everything. And then they start asking for sexually explicit pictures, images. They'll send images of themselves to your teen, but they will also ask for images of your teen. Then they offer incentives. These are gift cards, alcohol, drugs, lodging, transportation, food. They put on the full court press. If you don't think that this is the enemy attacking our children, oh my goodness, it is so, so is. So we have got to we have got to help them put on their coat of armor and that is by educating them and letting them know that no matter what, you are always going to love them. And if they do make a mistake, which we pray they don't, and we pray for angels to surround them and protect them. But if, if they do, then it is not, it's not anything that we can't work through together. So that is, we're going to talk more about sextortion in the future, but this is just a little 
a little review on what you can do to help prepare your kids if they ever come into a situation like this. We want them to know. We want them to know what's out there. This is totally new to me and has just completely blown my mind. It truly has. So, okay, today we are going to address some questions and comments from you, our listeners. So this is this is going to be a three question or comment day that like I've said in the past, I'm just working through these. <laughs> so, okay. The first one is from Sandy in Aurora, Colorado. Hello, Heather. I love your podcast show and I'm fairly new. So I have some catching up to do, but I want your opinion. Oh, you will get it, Sandy. <laughs> you will get my opinion. Okay, you know, that's something we all have, our opinions. Just some of us are more willing to share than others. I don't know why, but we just are. Okay, my 11-year-old son is very open and trusting with us. He recently had a sleepover at another kid's house who I feel is a bad influence. He said he and his friend walked in on the friend's dad watching porn. I asked where the mom was, and he said she went to the store. He said the dad told them to get out, so they went outside to play baseball. This is a family we know from church, and I don't know what to do. Should I tell the mom? I don't want this to fall back on my kid and him quit telling me stuff. What do you think? Okay, first, this is not the friend's fault. I mean, this is a poor choice by the father, and shame on him for doing this, but in watching, I mean, shame on him for watching porn in the first place and watching it with these kids in the home. It's just that that's a whole, there's a lot going on there. Now you mentioned that you feel like this child is a bad influence on your son. So why was your son at their home in the first place, spending time there? If you feel like that this kid is a bad influence trying to put this all together so why was he even there so if if he's a bad influence then may not maybe you should definitely limit any time spent with this child now the mom more than likely already knows about the porn and if she doesn't her son will probably tell her kids that age usually talk but I need more information from you Sandy about this because are you friends with the mother? How well do you know her? She will be embarrassed for sure. And it's also not healthy for her child to be exposed to porn, period. It's just not. He is seeing someone he loves and respects watch, and he may think this is okay behavior. So that's concerning to me. I would not send my child back to their home ever, period, the end. I've seen situations like this where things escalated and got even more dangerous. And to me, porn is dangerous. It's dangerous. It's dangerous to as far as what it does to the the mind, especially a teen mind, any mind. But what it does to the teen brain, I'm not going to go into all of that, but I will at some point. But that it porn is dangerous to a teen brain. It sounds like he's a good kid. I don't know. I'm I'm thinking he's a good kid, but I don't know. Then you said he was a bad influence. So I'm just thinking, you know, he just has a bad parent who makes 
poor choices. Have them spend time if you decide that he is a good influence after all on your child or not, or at least not a bad influence. Have them spend time together in your home and at church and in good, safe places. But I need more information. I don't know what your relationship is like with the mom. You mentioned that y'all go to church together possibly there, there should be a way for you to communicate with her and, but I would not allow my child to go back over there, period. They would have to have to visit in my own home or somewhere else in public, but not there. Definitely not there. Okay. The next question or comment is from Amy in Kansas city, Missouri. And the first word is caution in all capital letters. Amy, don't be disappointed, but I did have to delete a few things <laughs> from your letter. I just, I can't, there's some words that I just don't use. I'm writing to complain. I'm sick and tired of being nice and making sure everyone gets exactly what they need. I'm realizing no one gives a flying, okay, um, this word is, is out of here <laughs> about me. I feel like my husband and kids just want me to accommodate them. They take me for granted every day. And my 16-year-old daughter is making my blood boil. Whew. She is old enough to help, but she doesn't. I tell her to do something and have to repeat it several times until she finally does it. I despise this stage <laughs> with every fiber of my soul. I cry often and I don't think they know how much they hurt my feelings. Do you ever feel this way? Oh, yes, Amy. <laughs> we all feel this way. If we will be honest with ourselves and with each other, we all feel this way. How many of us have felt our blood boiling? Raise your hand. <laughs> my hand is way up in the sky right now. I mean, we all feel this way sometimes, Amy. This is this is natural to feel this way. And what I want to say to you is you need to take a moment to care for yourself. Take a few minutes. You need a time out for yourself. And sometimes you just need to separate yourself, go for a long walk. Can you go and visit a friend or a family member for a few days and just reset. You just have to reset. And maybe, maybe even a girls weekend. Oh, Amy, that would be fun. That it always helps to get a good few belly laughs in and release those endorphins with some friends. Try to find some humor in this and just laugh at yourself. You just, you've got to step back for a minute. We all need this sometimes. And if you do go away for a few days, I promise they will be so happy when the laundry fairy, the cook, the errand runner, the dropper offer, the scheduler returns because they, they will be so happy to see you. I promise. Yeah, that's the most important thing. You've got to take care of yourself because we we just, it's natural. We're all human and we all start feeling this way. Now, as far as your 16-year-old helping, if someone asked me if I would like to do something, like 
Heather, would you like to help me by cleaning the bathrooms? I'm definitely going to say, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely, I'm going to do it. I'm just thinking about your 16 year old daughter. And I have found that it helps when you don't just assume that they know that you need help. You don't hint around that you need help and you don't ask if they would like to help just come right out and say, this is what I need from you. This is when I need for you to do it. Write it down. You know, if this is going to be something that happens on an ongoing basis, for instance, you like I have one child who is responsible for going around the house every Tuesday afternoon and collecting trash from all the trash cans. Then he takes it out to the big trash can and prepares it for Wednesday when our garbage picks up and he relines all the garbage cans. So he knows that is his job. How about you give your 16 year old daughter and your other children some set jobs? And I think you will feel better. That will, if you add up the time that you spend on some of the things that are making your blood boil, like you said. I mean, it it adds up. It really does. You know, loading the dishwasher, unloading the dishwasher, the garbage, like I said, if you have a pet that needs to be walked or picked up after or even bathed, all these little jobs, dusting, they add up to, I mean, before you know it, you've got three days worth of work when you add all these things up, putting away laundry, doing laundry, figure out what each child is capable of, sit down with a pen and piece of paper, write it out, post it on the fridge, have a little chit chat with everyone, tell them what you expect, because mom needs help. And this will help you get to a better place. But first, I want you to take a few days off, clock out, get in the car, go somewhere, do something for you, come back, and that will help you reset and get some help from your family. Take some pressure off. Okay, the next, we're moving right along. The final comment or question is from Cassie in Seattle. And Cassie, I have to tell you that you live in our largest listener base, our number one listening city, number one for the most downloads is in Seattle, Washington. Isn't that wild? I'm in Memphis, Tennessee, Seattle, Washington. So hello to all the BFFs in Seattle, Washington. Thank you for listening. All right. Cassie says, hi, Heather. Valentine's day at my house was a complete nightmare. My 14-year-old daughter had me pick her up early from school. And when we got home, she began yelling and crying because no one bought her a paper flower with ribbons and hearts at school. The student council sold them to raise money and the kids purchased for each other. They all posted on Insta and sent snaps and she had nothing to post. She was embarrassed and hurt. So stressful. She is a dramatic child anyway, so you can imagine. I'm ready to lose it. She is giving me some serious attitude. Please help. Oh, Cassie, I'm so sorry. I mean, this just, just hearing this stresses me out. It really does. It stresses me out because 
I just think about your daughter and also for the other ones who are left empty handed on Valentine's Day. That is tough. I'm not a fan at all of these items being sold at school and then delivered to the students anonymously or, you know, with an attached message. I'm just not a fan of this because I think about the kids who are not like your daughter, Cassie, who are not receiving these items. This goes on at a lot of schools. This has always gone on in schools, I think. I can remember in elementary school they sold, and I'm, it was probably the student council, I can't remember, but they sold, and not just elementary, junior high, high school, I think the whole school sold these tiny, they're not tiny, but they're smaller ribbons that you could pin onto your shirt, and they had, I don't know, maybe four or five different colors, and they each meant something, they symbolized something like, I love you, I think you're beautiful, you're special, I don't know. I can't even remember what all, but I remember them being being pink, purple, white, all the Valentine color colors. Red, of course, was I love you. Oh, you're my friend. Just, you know, all these money makers for the school. But I can remember, you know, some had more ribbons by the end of the day than others. And it's just, we need to rethink this. We as just as parents and teachers and faculty, school faculty, we need to rethink this. Maybe call the counselor and explain the situation. I think if more parents would do that, that would be helpful. And if enough parents complain, they might even find another way to raise money. If not, suggest they send an email to the parents offering to allow them to purchase and send and they can send these anonymously if they want to but we need to we need to handle this differently we need to rethink this differently and I'm not one of those moms who thinks everyone should win a trophy I think that I mean it's just it's gone in such a bad way since we started doing this because now these kids that have grown up where everybody gets a participation trophy Now, you know, whatever they do, they want you to clap for them, you know, even if they're not, they're not excellent in what they're doing. I mean, they just, the participation trophies are not good. So I'm just going to say that I'm not that kind of mom who thinks that everything is equal because it's not, life is not fair. Everything's not going to be equal. Our kids do need to learn this, but I don't like things like these paper flowers and these ribbons on Valentine's Day where these kids feel left out for no reason. You know, this is for no reason. You know, as far as like baseball and trophies go, if you have the number one batter, he should get a trophy over the kid who never practices or, you know, and it just, this is not, this is not fair. This is not fair. If you have anything that you would like to add to this, a comment or advice you would like to add, please go to heatherpetty.com, click on the button that will lead you and it says comment or advice for podcast. Go there, click on, and I will read your comments in our next episode. 
that is it for today. I don't have anything else. I am just sitting here. It's so funny because <laughs> this morning the alarm went off and I told my husband, I said, I cannot get up. I just can't move. I don't know if you ever feel that way, but it's the end of the week and it's been a very, very busy week. It's been a great week, but I said, I can't move. And he kindly said, stay in bed. You don't have to get up. I will get the boys up. I'll do all the things for you. And he did. And I am still sitting here. Would you believe I'm recording this podcast? I moved all the equipment into my bedroom. (laughs) And I'm having a pajama day. It's raining outside. And it's so wonderful to have a moment. And so that's why I encourage you, just like I did that one listener who is at the end of her rope with her blood boiling. You may be there today too. You may be at the end of your rope, blood boiling. Take some time off. I'm kind of at the end, end of my rope. Just, I was just exhausted. I feel better now. I got an extra hour sleep. I'm ready to go. I'm responding to emails this morning. I'm responding to some of you. I am in a better place. So that just goes to show you that you just, sometimes you just need to rest. So do that for yourselves. Love on yourself, just like you're loving on your families. Don't forget about you. All right. With that being said, I love you. Jesus loves you even more. And I cannot wait until our next time together. Thanks again for listening. We will see you soon. Quick disclaimer, I'm a coach, not a therapist. Always seek the support of a therapist for clinical mental health issues.